Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. And I am depressed, Bren, but uh, we'll get into that. How are you, Bren? Stellar open. I yeah, mean, I, know, I, I also am, but that's not, you know, it's the given at this point. We're no longer hiding it. No, that's okay. <laughs> It's 2021. We're sad boys. Well, speaking of boys, I lost uh, a, my family pet. Uh, there's a dog that's been with my family for 14 and a half years. His name was Samwise. Yes, Ooh. named after the Lord of the Rings character. Um, one of the best dogs of my entire life. Uh, such a good boy. And it just sucks saying goodbye. But honestly, as sad as it is losing him, it's uh, nice celebrating his life and thinking about all the good times we had together. But again, um, I know a lot of like people when you lose your pet, it can be like real traumatic, like horror stories. Luckily for us, like we saw this coming. He was having seizures. Uh, we had a doctor give him some shots to hopefully help him through that to see how much longer he would survive. And then, uh, he just really didn't make it throughout the night. So it was, and that was the thing. I was streaming when I got the call. Like I knew I earlier that day, I went to over to say my goodbyes because I'm like, I just know you're not gonna make it, buddy. Yeah. Um, but then to get the call during the stream, it's like, oh man, that that's rough. And then yeah, today I went over and did the burial. It, it was just like a whole like wake up call of like, man, uh, it gets real when pets get to this age, and it just sucks having to see them go through that and then have to say goodbye. But it's all part of life. Life goes on. I'm not gonna try to ruin this entire episode. <laughs> I promise. It's just like heavy shit going on in my life for real. It yeah, it's happening in your life. It's hard to ignore, especially because it's like, oh, what games have you played? I've been pretty busy. Oh, why is yeah. that? Oh, my dog died. Like it's... exactly. I didn't play many games uh this weekend. It was pretty much a sad fest. Uh, 2021. Yeah, I've had three dogs uh, growing up, and yeah, it's a mixed bag, because I've had like both ends of it, where it's like, seeing the health problem for a long time, it's like, oh, this sucks, and kind of deciding when the time is time, and then one of my dogs is like, huh, that one, that one dog's kind of acting funny, hmm, maybe we should take him to the vet later this week, next day, gone, like, next day, yeah, away, exactly. like, shit, okay, that was real, like, we did not see that unexpected. Yeah, no, that happened to a friend of mine recently. It's just always sad to see them go under any circumstance. But uh, yeah. yeah, and that that's the thing. We have Samwise who just left us. Uh, we have another dog, Frodo, who's a rescue. So Frodo's on his own now, and it's just very sad. I feel like he was uh, giving my mom looks like, "Where's Sam?" And it's just yeah. like, ah, man, so tough to deal with. And it's going to be a little bit of a lifestyle change, like showing up and not seeing him there. But you know what? Like I said, it's good to know that he's resting easy and RIP. Samwise, got to give you a shout out, bud. You were a great dog. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah, big bummers. But okay, this is a video game podcast, not a, a pet cemetery. <laughs> <Dead> pets. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> exactly. But uh, that's the thing. As far as the games I've been playing recently, you guys know me. Just sticking strong with Fall Guys. I did get around to some more uh, Dark Cloud Two off stream. Um, nothing to report, really. I do want to have Mark on an episode when I do uh, make it further <laughs> in that game because I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. I know I've played like a good maybe a hot hour or two of Dark Cloud 2, right. like with Mark, like when I was hanging out with him one time. That's all I know. Like I know there's a clown and yep. he's the bag and that's about it. So yeah, I can't <laughs> can't help you too much with any Dark Cloud updates. That's all Mark's territory. Exactly. I'm excited. We'll have to touch base with him, see if we can uh, get him on the show. And that's the thing. Uh, I'm not sure if we talked about this on our show, but I know uh, he mentioned it in the Twitch stream that Melting Pat had a baby recently. Shout out yeah. to the Melting Pat. Yeah, so that's really cool. So uh, yeah, Twitch streaming some Fall Guys a lot lately. That's really all I've been doing. I've already seen on Twitter he's been 
waking up constant like i'll see you know it'll be like 1 a.m my time and i'll see him like tweeting something and it's like dude that's like 4 a.m your time and it's like oh yeah well now he's got a baby now he's got a reason to be up at that early exactly and uh yeah i actually just before we started the podcast saw a very funny tweet from him is like just got peed on the by the baby i'm like oh god of course that that's just like a cliche like get ready for that parenting 101 like get ready to get peed on yeah it's like oh man this sucks it's like yeah you're gonna get used to it real fast (laughs) yeah yeah it's not gonna get cleaner as the baby gets older So, so yeah Congrats to the Melting Pat and family. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but other games, I'm trying to think if I got around to much. Uh, not really. I haven't even been playing phone games yet. It's been rough. I've been very depressed. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. Surprising. You've been busy. Yeah. That's understandable. But how about you, Bren? Uh, I have also been quite busy, but not for as depressing reasons. <laughs> um, it's mostly I'm looking for a new place to uh, move. So I'm looking to switch apartments up. And in the coming month, so it's a bit a lot of shit with that. With LA, there's so many places and stuff turns around so quick where it's like, ah, that's a good deal. You gotta hop on it right away. And then you'll find out it's a fucking dude scamming you on Craigslist. It's like, ah, yeah. cool. I just wasted four days of my life. Like, so I, I found a deal that was too good to be true, and sure enough, it was. So yeah, that was exactly. Most of my week was figuring out, like, do I trust this person? Can I live here? No, and no. So, <laughs> fuck. Uh, not too much gaming wise for me. Uh, on top of that, I have a D&D game on Saturday, a D&D game starting on Wednesday, and I'm running a D&D game on Tuesdays now. So I'm like, ah, I have a lot of D&D to coordinate now <laughs> that I did not plan for. So, yeah, not as much video game. Like, Binding of Isaac every now and then to just zone out and relax. But um, with everything else going on, I've been watching more stuff, like Let's Plays and streams and stuff. Because it takes less part of my brain so, like, I can be apartment hunting while having that on a second monitor. So I like watching people that are better at Fall Guys than me play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like people watching – or I like to watch people play games I – don't have the patience to actually get through or money to spend on them like resident evil 8 because resident evil is up there like i respect the franchise they do some crazy bad shit insane stuff with it yeah especially with the last two they're really getting interesting i mean even the remakes of uh was it two and three totally. they do some interesting stuff i don't care enough about the franchise as a whole i know some people are very like loyal to like jill and leon it's i don't it's you know they're protagonists in a horror game. Like, they have no real personalities to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Although I'm sure some people are pulling their hair out. Some people argue that, and it's like, oh, it's the lines. It's it's like jazz, where it's like, ah, you gotta pay attention to the beats between the beats. It's like, Leon, you gotta pay attention to the personality between the lack of personality. It's like, okay, sure, whatever you have to tell yourself um, to justify this bowl cut saving the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like, I enjoy... I enjoy the direction Resident Evil is going because it's less like Metal Gear Solid, but with zombies. Because back in the day, with like, uh, what's his name? Fucking Wesker. I forget his first name. Wesker. Yeah. It's like, you know, genetic modified. It's like, ah, the superior being all this hoity toity shit. And it's like, it kind of took its. It, I don't know if it ever really took itself too serious, but like the storylines were always like, you know, world domination and all stuff. And they rivaled Metal Gear Solid storylines. And now it's crazy conspiracies that turn out to be true, but it's usually throughout the game, not like 
for the whole series, the whole franchise. Right. But, like, especially with 7 and 8, they're just, I saw, like, I think it was a Polygon article saying, like, Resident Evil has become a horror anthology. And particularly with 8, with Village. And I kind of enjoy that more, where they're just like, yeah, we're getting campy. We're getting ridiculous. Like, it ain't zombies anymore. Let's just drop that, like, notion. Because, like, it hasn't been zombies since, like, the first one. Right, as as soon as they made the move from, or just, like, the traditional Resident Evil we're all familiar with to, like, the first person, and it's just, like, more, it just felt scarier them just doing that. So I think they're just playing in the space and being like, we just want to be known as the scary game, like, the best of the best scary game. But then again, they're competing against games like Silent Hill. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. What was the last Silent Hill game came out? That's a good out? point. No, I, that's just when people, I feel like they go hand in hand. But oh, yeah, I guess Resident Evil is definitely uh, the more successful franchise. Yeah, uh, well, it's tough. It's tough to tell, yeah. Silent Hill movies, some people, I Resident Evil movies too, yeah. Some people really love those. Like, they're cult classics for some people. I don't know why. They Agreed, are yeah. Entertaining. Uh, Paul David Anderson, I think, is Mila Jovovich's husband, and they also did the Monster Hunter movie recently. And yes. I've heard a few people watch it, because it was, like, released in England and Europe earlier than the U.S., and it's just, like, unbearably garbage. <laughs> it's just like, uh, they, they, they are the, uh, what's his name? Yule Bold? Bolts? Yeah, that I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy who made like Postal and Blood Rain. Like, he's like, what if I turn these video games into movies? It's like you can ruin both franchises in one go. Congrats! And yeah. that's what like uh, Paul David Anderson's doing, or Paul Thomas. I don't know. There's one that's a good director and one that's a bad director, and they have similar names, and it fucks me up every time. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, yeah, I've been watching a playthrough of Resident Evil Eight from a few different streamers and less players. Same, actually. It's crazy to see because. All for anyone who doesn't know, all of the advertisement, all of the marketing, and all of the talk has been about Lady Demetrescu, just the big vampire lady. Yep. And I don't know if Resident Evil has built-in mod systems where, like, you can launch the game on PC, and they're like, oh, if you want to add, like, uh, X XCOM has a little thing where you can add mods easily. They allow, they built it in, so you can do that. You don't have to break the game and like jailbreak it like you did back in the day. Right. Um, so I don't know if Resident Evil has that or not because mods for these come out immediately, like day one, and like are ready to go. So it seems like they might, or at least they're not cracking down on the modding community, which is great. I say that because one of my favorite mods I've seen is for Lady Demetrescu. Every time you see her, her hat gets bigger. Oh no! It's every time you see, every time you look at her. Yes, yeah, so which you is can pan away and look back and like yeah. really exaggerate it quickly. It gets so big. It <laughs> is blowing through walls. Like, it's clipping through walls because it's I so love it. big. It's what a fucking amazing. goofy mod. Yeah, and honestly, I feel like programmatically that's one of the easier ones to do. It's like, yeah. when when visible, increase size. When visible, yeah, increase by like this yeah. percentage. Like, it yep. doesn't even have to be a lot because, like, at first it'll be incremental. We're like, oh, it, I can kind of see it. And you're, you're running from her, so you can't really sit there and, you know. Uh, spec it out but then like at a certain point when you see the hat clipping through the walls before you even see her that's when you know it's good that's amazing so that's i just love seeing the mods are doing it there's like a way to replace the knife in the game with a fly swatter so people are running up and hitting her in the ass with a fly swatter and running away um so it's great and from everything you've seen it's lady demetrescu like that's the selling point for resident evil 8 oh yeah 
watching a Let's Play of it, she's the first boss out of, like, six. <laughs> so, like, Why? I haven't seen anyone else. And, like, I've seen, like, one other guy in, like, the trailers and stuff. But, like, I, I you know, no idea who he was out of context. But, like, yeah, it turns out Lady Dem- Demetrescu is just the first one. And there's, like, 80% of the game you still have to explore after her. But, like, th- that was the selling point. It's just big vampire lady in hell. If the internet didn't just take that and run with it. Yeah, that's crazy, actually. So it's been really interesting to see that. And, yeah, it's it's fun. Like the article I saw said, like, it turning it into a horror anthology of, like, we've given up on the pre- like the notion that it's, va- that it's zombies. Because, like, very early on, the zombies mutated into just body horror monsters. So it's like, let's let's get past this. Let's stop kidding ourselves and saying that they're technically zombies like no these are these ladies in the game that we've seen are vampires technically no technically they're this specific umbrella corp related thing whatever like but like yeah we're basically playing them up like they're vampires there's werewolves in this village there's like these weird dolls there's this weird fish man like creature from the black lagoon sort of thing like within the game so it's like really cool to just see them like kind of give up the like pre-notion that it's just like they have to fit into this world they created for themselves and it's just like yeah we're just we're doing whatever we want and then we're going to backtrack it into explaining of how it's related to umbrella corp and quote zombies end quote exactly because they just want to have fun with it and i think that's more or less for the fans which is a good move it's doing great i mean people love seven seven was genuinely horrifying and then eight just seems genuinely fun as like there are scary moments in eight uh but it just seems really fun and it's i you know mild spoiler if it's not really a spoiler it's just one scene but like you know if you really want nothing just skip ahead like five minutes five seconds even um in resident evil everyone knows you heal with like herbs you get herbs and you mix them together get red and green ones and make them stronger and heal yourself totally um in later editions you get chem fluid so you get an herb and chem fluid mixed together and stronger and then you just pour you essentially just pour this bottle of like water on your hands and that heals you i don't like that but it's fine <laughs> you don't like walking around with wet hands and you're just chem fluid that doesn't sound okay but it's it, okay it just mysterious chemicals and this plant and it heals you fully wink yeah. like you know yeah you know, you're fighting zombies and stuff you gotta separate a little bit yeah. um so with this one yeah it's all you see the main character's hands the whole time at one part his hand just gets severed completely. Yeah, no, that is a very mild spoiler because I feel like it happens fairly early in the it game, pretty right? Er- because Dem- Lady Demetrescu, like, where the scene where it happens, she, like I said, she's like the first quarter of the game or like maybe fifth of the game. Like, she's the first one, so it's pretty early. Right. Um, the ridiculous part is, is he takes the hand, puts the severed hand back on where it was cut off, and then pours the, like, fluid on it. <laughs> the can fluid with the herb, and it reconnects. <laughs> And I don't know the context of it. I'm assuming there's some explanation, like, built into the game with the lore, saying, like, here's why he was able to do this. Yes, exactly. Because he's clearly not human. Umbrella Corporation he made, made the chem fluid where it can yeah, sew your DNA secret, back together. No, he's I'm secretly really. Project X that escaped from the Umbrella. There's, there's very likely some story reason why that's allowed to happen to this main character who just seems to be human, and quote, quote, unquote, human. And he's able to reconnect the severed limb just with some fluid, like some chem fluid. I would also love the other end of that, 
where if they never address it, where they say, yes, this chem fluid literally is that magical where you can reconnect severed limbs yep. and we are not explaining any. Like, I would love both ways. Like, yeah. I, I definitely prefer the latter just because it's just like no explanation needed. This is a fluid that fixes it's, you. It's literally the miracle juice that like can save anyone. It's just like, it's a video sure, game. fine. Yeah. <laughs> hell, why not? Yeah. Let's yeah. just go with that. Oh my so, god! I, I, I actually, what I would prefer is more or less like a piccolo regeneration. His arm—he <laughs> doesn't even need the other hand. It just like blurt, no bursts right through. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Covered in green slime. Ugh. We, God, we can talk about Namics all day. There's a lot of stuff Toriyama <laughs> forgot about Namics that he did early on and then never addressed again. It's like, hey, wait a minute, exactly. wait a minute. <laughs> Well, yeah, the biggest one is Dende. It's like Dende became a teenager, and then and at the end, first age, yeah, that made no sense. Anyway, Benjamin Button, Piccolo just shoots out eggs. King Piccolo did. How come regular Piccolo doesn't just shoot out eggs every now and then? God anyway. damn it! <laughs> Egg birth. You know uh, we're real nerds. <laughs> you know we really have nothing to talk about when we derail about DPC. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. But I've been enjoying watching the like re- these Resident Evil playthroughs because, like I said, I don't really care enough about the series or franchise to play through myself and it's also a good way of like i don't want to spend three hours combing around the whole village to find every item i can pick up it's great if i can just skip ahead 30 minutes into the playthrough and just not have to do it like you know just speed it up at my own pace and i've noticed that with streams lately that i've been watching um watching the actual stream as they're streaming it live i'm like oh man i'm bored let's skip this head i you know, just try to skip ahead five minutes i can't because it's not the vod of the stream so right. I've, I've realized i've kind of spoiled myself with you know video on demand with being able to control the speed at which stuff goes because like uh, i've been also watching uh, a disco elysium playthrough Ooh, nice that's a very interesting game but like it's a detective game so you gotta find clues and connect the pieces like a puzzle and stuff and figure stuff out and a lot of it's just running around trying to find a clue you might have missed four hours ago. And boy, howdy, is it not engaging to watch. And it's probably a lot less engaging to play through yourself. So the fact that I have like a video of it where I can watch at my own space and just skip ahead to where the plot actually picks up is very nice. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's very nice watching you know other people play these games that have piqued my interest but not enough to actually purchase the game itself and then totally when i watched the playthrough of it i'm like this was a good call i didn't buy this because i would have checked out immediately like yeah first. that's like me watching you play that digimon game i was like oh, maybe <laughs> nope it's interesting you say that because i've also checked out of that digimon game myself <laughs> Fair it, enough. i just don't give a shit about the story and the combat the gameplay mechanics are the same i already got my favorite digimon on my team i'm like i'm done this yeah. is all i wanted and i just stopped so, and I hear other people playing it being like, is the best Digimon game I've ever played. This is me. I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> what is, <laughs> what is compelling you to keep playing this game that I am just not getting? Cause I don't know. I also watched 140 episodes of an anime. I really didn't give a shit about. So maybe I'm just a masochist and keep forcing myself to do stuff I don't like regardless. Maybe so it's as we it's, do a 407th episode of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, you man. never know. But no, speaking of watching streams and stuff, I did. This is video game related, at least. I did yeah. see that uh, uh, an advertisement in a stream recently for the game New World. It's that uh, mm. 
that I saw one too. Yeah, MMO that's coming out uh, in August this year. I think August thirty first of this year. So we finally have the release date. But I remember actually last year I was watching during the pandemic. People were streaming the beta and stuff, and it looked really cool. I had chance to play the beta, but then it was like on like the last day when I was like, maybe I'll download it. I'm like, nah, fuck it. I already missed the chance. But uh, yeah. watching other people play, it gives me hope. I, that's the thing. I never really found the MMO for me. I feel like the closest two most likely would have been. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online and uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, but again, never really. I played both, never got sucked in and just like lost my life and just like played every single day to like uh, just get really good characters. Back in yeah. like middle school days, I was playing original RuneScape and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah. also the thing, as much as I want to be into MMOs, I don't like the idea of paying uh, monthly for a subscription. But then again, I do it with so many other things. It's like, yeah. well, why not just support a game? Uh, I feel like I've grown out of like that mentality of like, oh, it's $5 a month. Like, so what? I do. I have like a, a subscription to people on Twitch, a Patreon subscription mm-hmm. to this. It's like, why wouldn't I just support a game that I love as well? So that's that's Planet Fitness's business model. Of like, it's so cheap. It's only 10 bucks a month. You'll forget that you're paying it. Yes. And never go to the gym and would we'll that benefit. It's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's what MMOs did, but just That's way Netflix early for on. me. I don't even watch that shit. I've been yeah, playing for go. probably a whole year now. And I'm like, oh, well, anytime I do want it, it's there. But I'm like, fuck, what am I doing with my money? It, it's great if they didn't make it so insufferable. Because I know, like, gym memberships like Planet, Planet Fitness make it such a hellscape to actually end your service that it's that's also an incentive to just keep it because it's such a pain in the ass the end. But I think with like Netflix and stuff like that, like services online, if they make it easy to just deactivate your account and then when you want to watch something, reactivate it and then start charging again, if they made an easy way to do that, I think that'd be an incentive to use those services because it's like, right. I don't want to watch Netflix for like five months and then, you know, the next season of Witcher comes out, you're like, oh, I want to watch again. That's what HBO had with their services because you had to pay for HBO and they saw that with Game of Thrones. Every year yes. Game of Thrones came around, everyone bought <laughs> subscriptions, and as soon as Game of Thrones ended, everyone canceled. Canceled. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. That's if, funny you say that. But, um, yeah, MMOs are popping off now. Yeah, I forgot New World is an MMO. Um, I saw that. Advertisements for it as well. I think it'll definitely do good. I think there'll definitely be a big spike. MMOs are just an incredibly difficult market to get into. Yeah. Because... It's got the Stockholm Syndrome. People who are into MMOs, they're they're latched on and obsessed with their one MMO that they're into. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to pry them away from it. And then, yeah, getting any new players to the MMO market that aren't already in it and attached to an existing property, it's it's a tough sell. But I think it'll definitely do well for its like first month. But then we'll see after that if it's got any lasting power. Because it certainly does look neat, but it's also got like this weird... like glorification of colonialism it's like is is that okay do we want this and that's the thing i was worried at first when i was even hearing about it i'm like uh is it just gonna be like too realistic and you're just like it's gonna be lame but then they have all these like creatures and all this like magic and shit i'm like okay well then what the fuck so it looks interesting enough yeah well time will tell but i'm glad we do have a release date i remember it was actually supposed to come out of may of last year so it's a year plus of a delay so i'm hoping they ironed out all the bugs and it's gonna be a really smooth launch uh you never know though with a mmo but we'll see 
Um, but yeah, yeah keep your eyes good. out on that. Um, what else is going on? I feel like there was something. Oh yeah, when you were talking about uh, HBO and people canceling and renewing for Game of Thrones, we got Castlevania season four. So that's something yeah. a, a reason I want to get back to Netflix. It's I do so have my good. subscription. I didn't get around to watching it quite yet. Um, all I hear is great things, and I hear it is a definitive ending because there is this is the final season. So that's yep. exciting. Yeah, I follow a lot of artists on Twitter, so I had to, like, I was kind of forced to binge watch it pretty quickly because everyone's like, ah, we'll give you two days. After that, we're showing you our animatics and the stuff we did background paintings for and all this stuff. I was like, ah, fuck. So, like, I didn't want to be spoiled on it. Oh, totally. Um, But, yeah, it is a definitive ending. It's definitely like, yep, this is the end of Castlevania. There's no, like, (laughs) because, like, they had the end of Hannibal with season three where, like, yep, this is definitely the end of Hannibal. Or is it? And yeah. then, like a little scene at the very end where it's like wink. And it's like no, this is this is this is season four this is the end. So, um, but uh, Powerhouse Studios is the animation team that was behind it. They're doing more than ever. So if you like the Castlevania style, of course you know that's just the animation studio. The story and writing for it is all a bunch of different people. It's Warren Ellis is writing it. Um, so that's different people entirely. But like the particular brand of animation. If you enjoy that, they're doing more than ever now. And I think it's because of Castlevania. They got so so much recognition lately. So uh, there's plenty of more out in that style if you're, you know, got to scratch that itch. Um, oh, totally. Blood of Zeus is on there from the same studio. That's, you know, as you can tell, very Greek mythology based. It's all right. It's, yeah, that's all right. Uh, there's Seis Manos, which is a. 70s black exploitation kung fu series set in Mexico. And what? I can't recommend it enough. It's All right. so fucking good. And I'm actually irate that people don't talk about it more. Cause <laughs> it's, it's just like, imagine black dynamite plus three ninjas plus machete. And it's like, Damn. this is amazing. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Danny Trejo's like the big bad guy in it and stuff. It's so good. And I'm mad people don't talk about it more because it's so genuinely fantastic in like every way. So it's just like, damn, come on. And like that one kind of leaves it up for a second season and I really hope they work on it. Um, nice. But yeah, Castlevania season four, I watched it all. It's rock solid. Like it's, they came out gangbusters. They knew what they were doing and they were, Dude, they, they I felt like all of season three was like, build up maybe even a bit of season two is pretty much build up uh i enjoyed them all i actually was featured on the melting pat uh his program the melting pat uh mm-hmm. we've uh discussed all the seasons in in the past and he intends on having me on uh discuss this season as well so i'm looking forward to doing that but yeah so far can't sing the praises enough and apparently f- hearing it from you it sounds like it's going to end really uh exciting so yes punk. Season three was definitely more of a build. Season one was, you know, the big one. And then season two was kind of the aftermath of season uh, yeah. one. And then season three was the build up for season four. So I've heard people complain about different parts. I enjoyed all of them very thoroughly. But uh, yeah, yeah season, I feel like it's all necessary. Season four is definitely like we're at the end. Ga- like shit's coming to fruition now. So it's hell. Yeah, it's crazy to see what they do. And oh, I'm pumped. I might have to go uh, start up the first episode once we get off the call. It's but fuck, I gotta edit this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend it. Awesome. Uh, but alright, let's uh, see what's going on in the news maybe before we wrap this uh, episode up. I don't have much. In fact, Speaking I don't of Netflix, have anything. Though, uh, Netflix apparently is rumored to be trying to get into video games. So, combining the two things we've been talking about this whole episode. Hell yeah. 
So I know there's been services out there like Gamefly and stuff. We've all watched G4. We saw those advertisements endlessly. Um, but yeah, there's different video game rental services. Um, and I, you know, there's digital ones now you can get. Um, so who knows? I don't know much about the rental video game services industry still. Like if it is really worth it to rent video games, cause there are like some indie games that are probably not carried by those services that you could beat within like an hour or two with the rental. Right. But there are like plenty of other games like, you know, The Witcher 3, where it's like, you cannot beat this within a week. Or, or yeah. you can, but it would be the only thing you did all week. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Um, they have enough money to fuck around and find out. Like, I, it yeah. seems like it doesn't, I don't, I wouldn't trust it at all, but uh, we'll, the, time will tell for that. It'll be interesting to see if it's like a rental period as if they have like a time limit like Blockbuster or Gamefly where you have a week or if it is just this massive collection of video games. It's like pay $10, you get whatever you want and it's just a monthly subscription because like that's kind of what Stadia was trying to do. But right. they had their own issues going on. So I don't know if it if that business plan actually works. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, like you said, they got money to burn. They could – you. Know, do a few startup businesses and fail and see what happens. Absolutely. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, I did have something uh, that is pr- kind of cool. Um, I, we were talking about Game of Thrones. I feel like in the same conversation of like that fran- uh, fantasy franchise, uh, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time is a book series that oh, yeah. I am very familiar with. I only made it up to like book six or seven. I can't remember. I think it was Lord of Chaos. God, and if I were to revisit <laughs> it, I'd want to start all over again. Yeah. I feel like you just need to be consistently within that universe until the end and god there's like 14 books it's insane uh long story short uh, amazon's going to be adapting uh the wheel of time to a television series and the craziest thing about it is i was reading somewhere online that before the first season aired it got renewed for a second season so i'm like wow they have a lot of faith in this and they're putting (laughs) a lot of money into and it's amazon so like they have all the resources in the world and money to make this good and I'm telling you, I know the world went crazy for Game of Thrones. Like, this is the next Game of Thrones. This is, in my opinion, better than Game of Thrones as far as just the overall story that is being told. But that's just uh, very subjective to each their own. Uh, But I feel like if you're a fan of Game of Thrones and don't know anything about The Wheel of Time, you might enjoy that. So definitely uh, keep your eyes and ears open for more information on that. Because, yeah, I am super excited. It's my favorite book of all time, I think, is the first book, The Eye of the World. And that's, yeah, where we're starting with the first season. So I'm just stoked that, yeah, it got renewed for season two before it even dropped. What the hell? (laughs) It's tricky when stuff like that happens because it's either like, oh, they're very, they have a lot of faith in this. Or it's kind of like if like the first season, like, yeah, this is okay. And then second season drags on. It's like, uh, was this, was this like right call to renew it right away? Cause we've seen, I think, uh, Altered Carbon was kind of something like that where it's like, oh, season one's amazing. And then everything else is kind of like, this isn't that great. Well, yeah, and to do a book series that spans 14 books, like, I oh don't God. even, God, I'm telling you, like, I'm, ner- I never thought I'd see the day where they were like, let's do a Wheel of Time movie or a, bo- a TV series, because it would just take decades, so what feels like. So, I'm hoping that they do it justice and aren't pulling a Game of Thrones where it's like, well, the story's not even finished, we're just gonna wrap this one up and move <laughs> along. Uh, yeah. This, I want them to be like, let's do each season per book and do our best to do it justice justice uh within the constraints that we have but regardless uh i don't know you're better off just reading the books as everybody knows but hey it's something to be excited about 
You just said there were 14 of them. I disagree with you, sir. That's, fa- that's fair. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, can, <laughs> you uh, haven't bang read out all the books. The TV show may be faster than reading them all. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I've always heard plenty about the series, and the, the sheer amount of books is always what turned me off of it. But yeah, I'm excited to see what this is and you know, see how good it pans out. Fingers crossed, but yeah, it's. I'm not relying on mega corporations to really do justice to any creative. True. As a fan of this, this franchise, I am a bit nervous myself, so we'll see. But there is cool shit like there, especially in later books, this concept of bale fire, where this guy just basically can like shoot lightning out of his hands and anything this bale fire like touches, like just gets erased from like existence, meaning like it, even like anything it interacted with in the past never happened. Shit like that. It's really cool. Huh. Neat. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Discworld. That's also a massive, another massive series I always wanted to get into, but was always just intimidated by the sheer bulk of it. Right. But I think Discworld is more episodic, like more isolated. Like each story can be read on its own. And then if you read all of them, there's overarching connections, but they kind oh, that's of work cool. as their own. So yeah, that's always something else interesting. Um, what else is going on? Uh, video game related, surprisingly for once. Uh, <laughs> Overwatch 2 is apparently being changed up with a lot of stuff being happening with it's the overwatch 2 was like the Wii to the wii u it's not a sequel but it's got a two in the title and they don't know how to market it that's fantastic it's like because like with the wii u they were like ah nintendo japan was like ah it's a new console and nintendo america was like it's not a new console it's like oh so it's i can just buy the tablet and attach it to my wii they're like no you have to buy a whole new wii U console as well as the tablet. Like, so it is a new console. It's like, no, no, no. And like, even the company couldn't tell how to describe it. And I feel like this is the same with Overwatch 2. They don't know how to say, cause it's not a sequel. It's just more content for the existing characters and then new modes, sort of. So it's like Overwatch 1.5, really. Kind yeah, of? It's, it's just Overwatch, uh, but uh, less characters. It's 5v5 now, right? Yeah, so the big announcement now is that instead of 6v6, it's 5v5, and it's going to be consisting of a team of two damage dealers, two supports, and a tank. So, as is Overwatch tradition, damage dealers go scot-free and get to rain shit and arrows down upon everyone else, while the tank and support classes get fucked. Because now you only have one tank, because I believe... Uh, one of the heads of Overwatch now, because Jeff Kaplan, the original guy who was like leading it all, uh, stepped away because I guess he couldn't take it anymore. Um, but one of the new people running uh, was it? Overwatch game director Aaron Keller said, tanks can be problematic and noisy. It's like, yes, that is what a tank does. They get in your face. They draw your fire from the soft, squishy support team or players. That's the point of a tank. And... I guess they were too good at it because now it's being reduced to one tank per team. And as someone who mainly played support and tank class, I'm glad I stopped playing Overwatch. Yeah, that's it feels like a weird move. Uh man, I didn't think they would be slimming the cast to 5v5. If anything, I thought Overwatch 2 would just be new maps, maybe a new cast of characters and also like an actual upgrade, but it doesn't really seem like it. They were saying that it was too difficult for players to both get used like to understand what's happening in the game and for viewers to understand what's happening while watching the game. And I say at this point, it's been years. If you can't follow Overwatch or if you don't know how to play Overwatch and you are playing Overwatch, I'm going to put the onus on you. Yeah, if for sure. If you don't know how to play after years of playing it because there's 12 characters in a map, 
that's kind of on you. And watching it, I fully understand. Watching it is its own mess of problems. It wasn't designed to be an eSport. And now that it is, that's very messy. So that is its own slew of problems. And I can understand watching it is difficult. I don't think just taking two characters out of a full match is going to help watch it anymore. Like, I definitely agree it's difficult to watch as an eSport, but I don't think... I think it's an inherent problem more than just the number of players. Right, absolutely. Um, And taking a tank out is just... It's just catering to the DPS of, like, what does the tank do? The tank is a bullet sponge made to absorb all the damage from the DPS players. Now that you have less tanks, you're just making the DPS stronger, which is what they've always done because they're catering to the meta of the Overwatch League, and it just infuriates me. So, I'm glad I'm not invested in overwatch anymore and i don't plan on playing overwatch 2 so here's the question though do you uh, have to pay for overwatch 2 i don't think so it would be insane if they did it some sort of monthly subscription base but you will probably it'll probably be like the base game where you have to pay 60 dollars. i think there's it was 40 dollars on sale a lot of the time and then once you buy the game you have it forever but okay the, the gimmick is it's got the loot boxes which to their credit, is all cosmetic stuff. You don't actually need anything in there. There's no benefit to any of that. It's all cosmetic, which I guess is an achievement in this day and age somehow with predatory game companies. But, yeah, the loot box is how they continue to make their money after the initial purchase. That makes sense, yeah. So, yeah, it's like Overwatch 2 has, like I think, one or two new characters that are introducing, and then all the other characters are just being reworked. So, like... Even though they're reducing the number of tanks, they're reworking a lot of the tanks to be more aggressive. So, like, Winston, who had a Tesla uh, coil, like, cannon. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, Winston was a giant gorilla who had a cannon that kind of just automatically latched onto you. It just sprayed in an area of, like, five feet in front of him. So, it could just hit anybody, but you had to be pretty close to it. Now, instead of doing kind of a weak overall spray, they're turning it into just a real cannon where it's just a more condensed shot. So they're turning the tanks into DPS as well. They're just turning everyone into DPS. They did this with Torbjorn. They did this with Symmetra. And I just, I hate it. They're just taking any nuance out of the classes. Originally, there was uh, damage, defense, tank, and support classes. Now there's just tank support and damage. And the damage category is like, Two and a half times every other like cl- uh, class care- category, and it just—I really hate what they're doing with the game overall. And well, just- that being said, I, like as a fan, th- would this be insane for them to do instead of like uh, I'm, I don't know if this makes any sense, but imagine they just released another game and it's called Overwatch Classic, and it's just <laughs> before they started fucking everything up, like or like they, they should have offered that as a mode to begin with to be like, hey, if you don't like what we're doing with that, you could play the old school Overwatch, and it just it's not as competitive. I don't fucking know. The thing I hate about that dog is Blizzard's done that with World of Warcraft by offering right. WoW vanilla. Yeah, exactly. That's what comes to mind. With Diablo, did they do that with Diablo? Perhaps. The the thing I really I hate about that, Doug, is I I would buy that. I would get into that because (laughs) they changed some characters so fundamentally. Oh my god, that sucks! Like some of my favorite classes, they changed so much, and now they're fucking with the tanks. Yeah, the tanks were the last things I had, and now they're changing them up. Like Reinhardt, he has a. You know, you've seen, you've probably seen in a clip. He's got like essentially a charge attack where he'll like shoulder charge you and tackle. The payoff with that is 
if you got somebody, you paralyzed them for a bit, you stunned them for a bit, and it did big damage, and it got them away from their party or the objective. So it was a great maneuvering tactic. The bad side is you had to commit to that. Once you do that charge, you're locked into that animation until it's done or until you hit something. And this would lead to a lot of instances where Reinhardt's charging off the cliffside because he didn't calculate well enough. But that was the that was the payoff. You had to commit to it if you wanted to risk that move because it was so good. Right. Now you can cancel out of that in Overwatch 2. Zarya wow. has different like orbs. Zarya was a tank who would put up a shield and take damage. And as more damage she took with the shield up, she would get stronger. And then when she got stronger, she would shoot her attacks and would deal more damage. And you could either do a beam or shoot them as like orbs to lob them. Mm-hmm. And now they're changing up that tactic where it's like she can do like two orbs, but they're less powerful or something. Um, dual shared bubble charges for Zarya's particle barrier and projected barrier. So you can get two of them out at the same. I don't know. I don't really know what's happening. It's they're not showing stuff. It's all in an article. I got um, you. But they're just messing them around, and they're making like Winston stronger. And everyone played Roadhog because he could just self heal and do a ton of damage. So everyone, like, any idiot who didn't know how to play a tank just picked Roadhog because it was selfish and self-sustaining and just did big damage because that's all anyone wants to do in that fucking game. Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's driving me insane because any tactics or strategy you had in it doesn't matter anymore. And now it's just running into the meat grinder trying to out-meat grind the enemy team. And it's, you know, people getting tilted, be like, my kill-to-death kill ratio is so amazing. It's like, this ain't fucking COD. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Hard. And also, it what's particularly funny to me is that they they think to themselves like just removing uh one player from the game, making it sixty six down to five v five. Now more people will be likely to watch this as an esport and understand what's going on. I'm no. like, no, it's still just as no. fucking confusing. That didn't. That isn't the problem. <laughs> and they had to limit the spots, so now you only have two damage dealers, two supports, and one tank because everyone kept going damage dealer and they're like, this is breaking the game because no one's willing to take any other you know, class. Right. And instead, they're like, cool, we understand the problem with this. Let's take away another tank. It's like, oh, you're God just damn limiting it. the options now. Oh, yeah. I just hate what they're doing. So, yeah, like you're suggesting, like, the thing that upsets me the most about that suggestion of a vanilla Overwatch is I would 100% play that. Just and that's me- the thing. I want them to sell that side by side with Overwatch 2 and see which does better. That would be the real, like, test. Give me vanilla Overwatch with mystery heroes where you just change every time you die, and I'm back in. That's, like, all I need. But, yeah, like, I loved Symmetra, I loved Torbjorn, I loved Zarya, I loved Reinhardt, and they're changing them. And D.Va. And they keep changing them, and they're just like, why? And they're not touching any of the DPS characters. Because that's who everyone loves. Everyone loves being the big dick sniper getting those kills. It's like, just get on the point. Yep. Just get on the point. That's yeah. the objective. Oh, I hate it. So, yeah, I'm not happy about this, but it's also reassuring that I made the right choice of just dipping out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Awesome. Um, and uh, one thing that's gaming related, uh, we talk about Twitch a lot. You stream. Uh, yeah. Twitch is introducing a new category. They've done oh like, for Harry crafts. Potter trading card game. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, they heard the call, so they got like <laughs> they got podcasting category. They got a, a oh, IRL. Jesus. They got a just chatting category. They got craft. They got music. They got drawing and animating. Um, here's a new fun creative category. It's for hot tubbing and beach streams. Dude. They're very popular right now, so I under—I guess I understand why this is in the news, but uh, yeah, no, that's weird that it's its own category. Usually, I guess they just do IRL for those. I don't know, but it's, it's IRL, I'm in a hot tub. It's because people would do IRL, and then uh, they would do 
you know, not to sound sexist, it was typically women. You didn't see a lot of dudes in hot tubs. Um, but it'd be female streamers streaming in like a hot tub or something. And of course people would get all pissed at me like, oh, they're just titty streamers. And it's like, hey, they're making money. They're yeah. following the rules. No shame. You know, it's, don't blame them for doing it. Blame the 5,000 people in every hot tub streamers like stream watching them. Like spending know. thousands of dollars on yeah. like hundreds of gift subs. These ladies shit. are just doing a service <laughs> and they're getting paid very well for to do it. I can't, I can't be mad at them. I'm jealous. No. I can't do it. Exactly. Uh, Good so, for them. The thing is, because that was a loophole of, like, you couldn't show, because Amazon bought Twitch, it became very restrictive on the terms of services, you couldn't show certain things on streams. But you could if there were certain technicalities. So, like, being in a bathing suit was allowed, but being in your underwear wasn't. Even right. though a bikini and underwear are, you know, hey, I've seen Synonymous? Skimpier, yeah. I've seen skimpier bathing suits than I've seen underwear. So, like, yeah, it defeats the purpose. So, because of that, advertisers got upset because they didn't want their ads shown on a hot tub stream. So people are theorizing that this category was created just to separate the advertisers. Interesting. Okay. It's it's less for the streamers in the audience and more for a way for Twitch to not get their advertisers pissed off at them for having. It's really for the horn dogs to search the Twitch category and be like, this is what I'm here for. It's an easy way to filter it out. Exactly. Um, So yeah, there's now a hot tub and like beach and there's like a bunch of people goofing on that. There's dude like you know, guys like me who are slubby, hairy dudes in bikini wearing a wig, like sitting in a you know inflatable pool. Well, that's fun. So there's people who are clearly having fun with it, but it's it's more amazing to me that Twitch introduced these terms of services where you can't show feet of any kind, regardless of your gender, regardless of your situation. No yep. feet. Dudes on stream, you can't have a dude shirtless. You can't have anyone showing nipples. No nipples. Regardless of your gender. All these things that they cracked down real hard on because Big Daddy Amazon bought them and they got to be family friendly in every respect now. But then when they introduced this new category, Twitch released a statement saying, quote, being, fa- being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules, end quote. Which is amazing <laughs> to me because I'm not allowed to show feet of any kind. Because there's some pervert out there who's going to get off on someone's feet. But now we're fine with like, people being sexy. Like, listen, there's enough perverts on the internet that will get sexually attracted and aroused to anything. Yeah, inanimate anything. objects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if, like, ah, someone has a foot fetish. We can't show feet ever on the website. It's like, that, No. That's not how this works. Honestly, I have a feeling they will be backtracking on that in the future, given that they're uh, becoming more lenient. But uh, again, I don't need to see feet on stream, but uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. I did see some feet on stream on the Doughboys Doughathon, and I'm like, oh man, please don't cancel the Doughboys over this Twitch. <laughs> I don't need to see it, but the fact that Twitch is now being like, hey, let people show their bodies. It's like, really? Because you banned so many streamers That's true. Yeah, last they, year for doing if they not do even backpedal. Really I hope they like. Uh, like lift the bands off of any streamers that were uh, violating that rule because it's like clearly yeah. not a big deal. Between this and like the DMCA with all the music stuff of Twitch saying like we don't need to buy fucking licenses for music and then get fucked over with lawsuits and it's banning streamers and ruining their careers with that stuff. I this is less about I give a shit about what people are streaming whether they're in hot tubs or not and more of just Twitch being real shitty with this stuff and clearly just backpedaling and catering to average, which it's not surprising they are a corporation but like 
God, it really is just noticeable the business practices since Amazon bought them. So yeah, that makes sense. It's just shitty to see. Yeah. Well, on a bright note on Twitch things, I streamed last night and I got two raids back to back. Right when I was hey. about to end the stream, I was super depressed <laughs> and thinking about my dog. I'm like, guys, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and, then, and then I got some raids. I'm like, all right, I, we got people hanging out. I wish there was a system where it was implemented of like, I plan on ending stream in the next 20 minutes. Yes. Don't allow people to raid me because I see it all the time. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm ending stream. And then they get raided by like 500 people. It's like, I guess I'm going for another hour. Yep, exactly. It's like, uh, and it's so it, deflating, but it's also like you're exciting because it's like, man, I didn't see that coming. Opening, uh, but then I've also done it where I'll raid over to someone else that they're like, we're ending. And then they raid on over and then they that person's like, keeps, we're ending. It and it's literally going, a raid train. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> What kind of timing is that? But anyway, speaking of timing, this episode's at an end. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, Brand, where can our listeners find you on the internet? Find me on Twitter, ABTSBrendan. And it's mostly me just... I really don't even tweet anymore. Twitter is just a fucking hell scene. I don't find myself on it too much. I don't recommend it. There's nothing good on there. Uh, but it's mostly me just retweeting my retweeting my other podcast. Are we there yet? Where we watch three episodes of an anime or an anime movie and give a recap of it with our opinion. It's a good way to get a sampler pack of like, hey, I don't want to commit to watching this anime. Uh, maybe I'll just listen to a recap of the first three episodes to see how good it is. A lot of the time, it's not good. Sometimes it is. Sometimes we find something neat. But yeah, it's it's a good way of just filtering out the garbage. Hell yeah. Definitely check that out, listener. And if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, including Twitter, even though we're not very active. Uh, but hey, we appreciate follows uh, just like everyone else. But uh, <laughs> more importantly, check out twitch.tv slash ABT Silence, where I'm t- uh, streaming a variety of stuff, mainly Fall Guys. I have been mixing it up with some Harry Potter trading card game stuff, so keep an eye out for that. Might be doing a unboxing of a whole booster box at some point soon. Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but then if you like, uh, music, maybe check out my record label. It's missedoutrecords.com for that. And the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to kindaallright.bandcamp.com for more music from them. But that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next time. See you.